You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome in. I am Pete Fox. Thank you for watching us on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. I've been covering sports in LA for ESPN Radio and NBC Sports Radio dating back to 2007. Clippers tonight lose. Coming back home after the Grammy roadie going 6-1. and one. They fall to the Pelicans 117-106. This would fall under the category of one of two things. Can't win them all. Or Christina Pink, sideline reporter from Valley Sports Network, jinxed us. Because <laughs> she goes and finds really cool stats before, during, and after the game. And tonight, the stat she threw out before the game was teams in the NBA this season, after returning home from a five-game or longer road trip, are 9-14. and 14. And it kind of felt like the Clippers had that on the whiteboard before the game. Hey, guys. I know we got home late. They got home at about three o'clock from Atlanta. And then, you know, obviously you get home at three o'clock. You're not in bed till five. Maybe you don't fall asleep right away. So yesterday was pretty shot as far as a day of relaxation to get back into things tonight. So by the time they came back home to crypto.com, they were gassed. And it really kind of looked like it early. Although I will say that uh, the pace was slow to start but it felt like it was a calm slow. Like the Clippers were, yeah, they're tired and they had heavy legs, but they were like just kind of, you know, wading into the shallow end. They were slow playing this one. Like, yeah, it's okay. We're good. We got enough scoring here. Uh, We'll be fine. Uh, Clippers beat the Pelicans back in uh, early January on the 5th, 111.95. That was the night about Paul George hitting six threes for 24 points and Zion Williams only playing 19 minutes and scoring 12 points. Brandon Ingram also had an off night uh, in New Orleans there at Smoothie King for the Pels there. He had 12 points in that game, uh, and the Clippers led it by as many as 31 in the four. So it was total and utter domination for the Clippers in New Orleans or Crescent City, as many call it. And the the, uh, Pelicans look pretty cool tonight with their red Crescent City jerseys on. Uh, But, yeah, that was all Clippers Back on the fifth there, 111.95. Uh, Ty Lu commented after that game, said he really felt like the Clippers were locking in on D. He liked what he saw from them defensively. Tonight, maybe not so much. Uh, the defense, I thought, was better at times, especially around the perimeter early in the game. But by the time they got to the second half, it really felt like uh, the Clippers were just kind of phoning it in. I mean, they waved the white flag, I don't know, about halfway through the fourth quarter. And uh, it really was just over and kind of like, eh, whatever, let's not get hurt. <laughs> you know, let's just finish this one off, chalk it up to we battled. We made it interesting at times. They got back into it. They were down four or five in the fourth quarter. So there were plenty of opportunities to go on a run, but they just had too many turnovers in the first quarter or the first half, rather 13, tur- 11 turnovers for 13 points by the Pelicans in the, in the first half. So you hear that, you see that and you go, all right, well, and the Pelicans shot like 64% in the first half. So those two things say, all right, the Clippers aren't going to be that careless with the ball throughout the entire game, and the Pelicans can't keep that up shooting 64%. Uh, they shot 53 on the night, and when the turnover game was over and done with for the Clippers, 
they had 19, so a little bit better in the second half, only eight, cleaned it up a little bit. It was 55-47 Pelicans at the half, and Kawhi only took three shots. So it seemed like, hey, it can't get much worse, right? I, I mean, the, the horizon is, is within sight. We can feel like if we do a few things that are better, and Kawhi's just been on fire of late, right? I mean, every night we come on here after the game on the postcast, and we're just, I'm just glowing, and you know, we can't come up with enough uh, superlatives to talk about for Kawhi Leonard. He just has been doing everything. He shot 50% on the Grammy road trip. Uh, he had a 30-point average over the last six games. So it was just, you know, fantastic performance for him of late. Tonight, it wasn't terrible. He was 4 of 10. That's not really Kawhi-like. We don't feel like that's what he uh, is normally used to giving us. He had 15 points, 6 of 8 from the line, just one three-pointer, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers, 1 block shot, and 2 steals. So a subpar night for Kawhi Leonard. Plus minus was a minus 11. Uh, Zubats back in the game tonight in 21 minutes. He was perfect. 5 of 5 uh, for 12 points. I had him on my prize picks. Uh, I had a four selection play going tonight and it was pretty interesting let me go through it here with you real quick i had harden just on rebounds and assists and terrence man to go above his number which was only six and a half like terrence man can score six in the first quarter uh i had evita zubats to go above eight and a half and then i had zion williamson to go below 21 Here's how it all turned out. Harden had 13 assists and rebounds. The number again, 13 and a half. So he missed it by a half. Terrence Mann had five points, two of which came very late in the game. So he missed it by a one bucket. Vita Zubats went above with 12. He did that pretty early on. And Zion, right on the number. It's like they know something. 21 points for Zion Williamson. So I was unsuccessful with my prize pick selections tonight. But it's still fun. Still good. Still entertaining. All right, we'll hit our first break. Uh, come back and get into the bucket list, which is very heavy on one player. I think you know who it might be if you watched any of this game. All right, it is time to talk about eBay Motors. Tonight's show brought to you in part by eBay Motors. They have teamed up with the Locked On Fantasy Basketball host, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your fantasy roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week. eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week he likes paul reed as long as joel Embiid is out with knee soreness reed is going to be an elite fantasy ad so there you go use that and uh hopefully it will score you some points josh lloyd from locked on fantasy basketball going to help you with your fantasy championship and ebay motors known as a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same goes for your vehicle personally I've used eBay motors a lot. It's it's when it comes time for me to fix something on the car, that's within my realm of fixing like brakes or taillights, or uh, I had this beater Ford expedition for a long time. It was kind of my baby because I, I bought it as a fixer upper. And over the years I did, I fixed it up, but you know, it was major stuff like a new motor. I didn't do that. 
but I was always doing small things, headlights, taillights. I even put a big rack on the top of the car, which I loved and my wife absolutely hated, but I thought it was cool. Uh, so eBay motors has always been very helpful and useful to me more than anything. Uh, they give you the right fit. You know, when you try to find the part to fit your vehicle, they make sure that it's the right part. And more than anything, the biggest deal is that everything is a bargain considerably cheaper and it's going to save you money. And you'll know that you have the right part with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly as I said, brake kits, LEDs, headlights, uh, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it, whether it's a necessity or just something to spruce it up a little bit. eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com, eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply all right clippers now fall to 19 and 5 on their home floor at crypto.com which is a fantastic record uh as you know coming into this game after a couple of key losses in the west yesterday clippers were in first place by percentage points in the west that didn't last very long. Now a half game out after the loss because I don't believe Minnesota played. And I don't think Oklahoma City did either. Uh, so this one was, you know, the, the the bright side, the silver lining, the stuff you can take away from this game is they battled. Uh, you, you, know, you can't win them all. And this falls under the category for me of not that they were beaten by a better team. Pelicans are not bad. They're 30 and 21, 15 and 11 on the road. But they were beaten by a team in a better situation. Pels came in, winners of four in a row, and the Clippers off of that seven-game roadie, getting home late. Uh, they were just gassed, and it was obvious from the get-go. From the jump, uh, you could see they had heavy legs, and that stat that it's not just them. It's a standard, typical situation for teams that are on long road trips. When they get back home and get back out there, they're, uh, you know, not filled with gas and energy tonight. The, the, the Clippers were running uh, at about a quarter a tank, maybe even closer to E and the, uh, the Pelicans have historically traditionally dominated the Clippers. So it, it's something that wasn't all that big of a surprise. Ultimately, when you dig into it a little deeper, I thought coming off that win in new Orleans, the way the Clippers dominated them, they maybe figured something out. They, they, potentially came up with a plan to defend Zion. Uh, but tonight Zion had a, a good night. It wasn't huge, but it was pretty big. And it was all in the second half, which was clutch for them. He, he showed up when they needed him. He played 35 minutes, uh, went seven of 16, uh, seven of 10 from the free throw line for 21 points. He had 10 assists. So a double, double for him, Brandon Ingram, who was also slowed by the Clippers last time they played on January 5th. He played 36 minutes was 50% going seven of 14, but over four from beyond the arc. He had eight rebounds, six assists and 15 points. Valanchunas was three for three and 11 minutes for eight points. And CJ McCollum, a big night leading the way for the Pelicans with 25 points, had five threes and was 10 of 17 from the floor. So the Pelicans win it 117-106. Clippers still continue to be 
the best offensive team in the league dating back to December 1st. I think now 25 and six. Uh, so right up there atop the Western Conference, half game back, uh, off for a couple of days. And then they take on Detroit for a matinee at crypto.com. So it'll be around noon on Saturday when they play. Uh, and then off on Super Bowl Sunday, back at it against the Lakers, I believe. Oh, no, it's uh, Minnesota again on Monday. So that's going to be a big game. Hopefully they don't phone it in against the Pistons on Saturday. That could be a look past game. And uh, because, you know, Minnesota's coming to town a couple of days later. And again, when we played Detroit a few days back in Detroit, they, they showed some signs of being fairly decent, much better than their six win record would indicate. So I, I have a feeling that uh, Ty Lue is, is locked in. He's a good coach and he he's not going to allow the Clippers to look past that one, especially coming off a loss, but tomorrow being a, a what they call a black day, meaning uh, not much going on as far as practicing other than a treatment. So they are off tomorrow. They'll practice on Thursday. Wait, what's today? Today's Wednesday. So they're off Thursday. They'll practice on Friday and then play on Saturday. One of the other things I like to see, uh, Zoo getting back in there, had some clutch baskets in the third. PG got it rolling a little bit, hit some confident buckets, but ultimately just had had no nothing going on for him. So he's been in a bit of a funk lately, and I, I don't know what that's all about. He really hasn't had a breakout game for quite a while. Tonight in 28 minutes was 3 of 15. He was 0 of 8 from beyond the arc. He had four assists just one rebound and two steals for seven points. So that's uh that's something I think we should keep an eye on that potentially, you know, he's stepping aside a little bit, giving Kawhi Leonard his, his space and his room to uh, play the way he's been playing of late. But at the same time, you know, there have been plenty of opportunities of late where both of these guys have gone off. So uh, I'm not terribly worried, but I, I, I will say that, uh, it's a little unnerving to see Paul George not playing great. So I'm not feeling like uh, it's time to start criticizing him. Like, come on, dude, what's up? <laughs> but, you know, before the game started, I don't know if they had this plan because they thought this was going to be a groaner of a game. But going into the broadcast, they started a conversation uh, based on something that was happening with the Clippers organization as to who the top five Clippers of all time are. Uh, the Mount Rushmore plus one, if you will. And of course, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on that list along with CP3 and Blake Griffin. Uh, Bob McAdoo was the fifth one on their list. Uh, th this conversation obviously is a little bit easier with the Clippers than say the Lakers, where you can argue for days and months, if not years as to who their top five of all time are. But I looked at that list and I said, of course, those four are pretty easy because they're superstars. Uh, they're all still playing Blake Griffin to a lesser degree. CP3 still in the game, uh, but has never won anything. I, I've gotten into some conversations, some back and forth with our viewers, you know, that that age old tired argument that the Clippers are never going to win anything because they're the Clippers and they're not the Lakers. I'm just like, that's like that argument about soccer being boring because it's not enough scoring. It's like, come on. That's just such an old argument. Come up with a better way to refute the fact that the Clippers are a title contender this year. You can't just come at me with, they're not going to win because they're the Clippers. 
That's that doesn't tell me anything, right? I know they haven't won before, but that doesn't mean they never will. And because they're not the Lakers, right? They'll never be the Lakers. They, the Clippers will probably never have 17 championships. Not in my lifetime. Anyway, maybe after I'm long gone, they might, they might figure something out and roll off 10 in a row, but it seems like a steep hill to climb. That's some uphill sledding right there. So all that being said, that doesn't mean they can't win an NBA title this year. This team knows who they are. They are comfortable in their roles and they're a confident playing team after this loss you can put your finger on the reasons why they lost this game. You don't go, I don't know what's going on with this team, man. They're a mess. No, we know exactly why they lost. They're tired. Okay, good. We got it. They battled. And it wasn't like they got blasted. They they lost 117-106, and they had it within four or five in the fourth quarter. So it's not one of those losses where you're frustrated and just, you know, scratching your head what is wrong with this team so the argument that the clippers won't ever win anything because they're not the lakers and they are the clippers is just filled with a bunch of air it's absolutely weak and flimsy so when you say that chris paul never won a, ch- a title and when ha- when he was playing with blake griffin on the clippers and those guys were there and they were a good team and they never won a title that doesn't mean this team can't win a title and I, I watched that team. I covered that team. I was around uh, every night for that game, every night when they were at home. And then I paid attention on TV when they were on the road. So I was very familiar with that team. That team is not this team. This team is considerably better, considerably deeper, considerably more dynamic than that team. But when you're talking about the top five of all time for the Clippers, you got to throw in Chris Paul and Blake Griffin because they took the team to another level. Bob McAdoo is a Hall of Famer, so you got to throw him in there. I was thinking, what about Elton Brand? He's the fourth leading scorer on the all-time list for the Clippers. Or maybe Randy Smith, who is the number one leading scorer for the Clippers of all time. He played for the Boston Braves. I'm sorry, the Buffalo Braves from 71 to 78. If you're wondering who he is and and you're saying, I've never heard of Randy Smith, you're not alone. I never have either. I wasn't a big Boston Braves fan. I keep saying Boston Buffalo Braves fan in the early seventies when I was three or four years old, but at least you have to mention him. Maybe Baron Davis. I don't know. I liked Baron Davis's game, uh, but not necessarily one of the greatest of all times. I thought he was a heck of a good player though. Elton brand for sure. When he's fourth on the all-time Clipper scoring list, without a doubt, Randy Smith, the top, but CP three PG 13, Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin, and Bob McAdoo. That's a pretty solid list right there. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do the superlatives which is going to be really hard tonight. Uh, And then we'll wrap it up. And again, we'll prep you for the next one, which comes at you on Saturday against the Detroit Pistons with a noon tip at crypto.com. All right. Tonight's show also brought to you by LinkedIn jobs at the start of the new year, every small business scratching their head, asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level and keep us, a profitable, keep us moving forward, keep us winning. LinkedIn jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround you with, uh, yourself with just like on the, uh, NBA hardwood. That's why LinkedIn jobs has created tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and free LinkedIn jobs. Isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire 
And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of the small, small businesses that get qualified candidates within 24 hours are good to go. We have a small business, my wife and I, and uh, we have used LinkedIn jobs to uh, find people to work at our little pottery studio here in Riverside, California. And, uh, you know, it's very helpful. My wife, on the other hand, has also been uh, recruited from being on LinkedIn jobs for her her real job, if you will. So uh, she's very familiar with LinkedIn jobs and can't say enough good things about it. Uh, small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and it might not have the time or resources to hire people. So they make it a whole lot easier on you. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's free. It is 100% free. Post your job for free on linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. You know what I just did that I did a couple of nights ago? I completely zoomed over the bucket list. So we'll do that in lieu of superlatives tonight. Since really, uh, you know, it'd all be about James Harden, like the bucket list is. <laughs> Thank you for joining me here on Locked On Sports LA, the YouTube channel, and listening to us on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Of course, you can check out Darian every day with the Locked On Clippers podcast. And, uh, you know, he gets into things a little bit deeper than I do. You can make it your first listen because, you know, Locked On is about your team every day. Uh, tonight with the bucket list, James Harden got things going early for them. And I wish I would have picked him in my prize picks for points rather than uh, just assists and rebounds because he was banging some threes tonight. He had five in a row. The first one came at 837 is about a 30 footer. And it was straight away. After the Pelicans had jumped out to an 11-2 lead, so it kind of gave the Clippers a little bit of a slap in the face, some smelling salts, if you will, and it got them got them rolling a little bit. And then just about a minute later, he hit another three. So that would be number four. I really wanted to make tonight's bucket list all about James Harden. He was going to have all five, but Amir Coffey hit a big three, and we'll get to that right after I get to this one. Harden hit his fourth three at 315 of the second to make it 5139. Again, these were all kind of counter punching, hanging around. The deficit was fairly large at, at a few different times during this game. So when he's Harden was hitting these threes, it was like, good, that's keeping us in there. We're hanging around. We're we're just kind of slow playing this. We're not getting blown out just yet. Uh, Amir Coffee hit a big three early in the fourth quarter, which the Clippers absolutely needed. Uh, that brought them to within 10, I believe. Uh, then Harden hit another three at the 950 mark. That brought them to within four. It was his fifth consecutive. So all five of his came in a row. He didn't miss one uh, until after the five in a row. So he was five of six. No, that, yeah, five of six tonight from beyond the arc. Five in a row, though. So James Harden with number five, four, three, and number one on the bucket list. He played 38 minutes, looked great, uh, six of 11, five of six from beyond the arc, two of three from the line. He had eight rebounds, five assists, uh, four turnovers, though. That's not what you're looking for, but 19 points 
all in all. So a great night for James Harden. He would have had all the superlatives, best dressed, you know, most energetic, whatever we come up with, most likely to succeed, et cetera, et cetera. So they were just hanging around all night. And as I mentioned, one of the things that I take away from this game is that you could put your finger on the reasons why the Clippers lost. They were tired. They had heavy legs. Nobody other than James Harden really had it going. And I think we know, we look at this team and we say, yes, they're deep. They have the big three and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. Uh, but it's never really about just one guy. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's been going off lately, as I mentioned, uh, averaging 30 or more over his last six games, shooting 50% during the seven games on the Grammy roadie. He's been going off, but it hasn't ever been just Kawhi. Someone else has always stepped up. I mean, uh, Amir Coffey, um, Westbrook. We haven't even talked about Westbrook at all tonight because he was basically uh, non-existent. He didn't come in to be the, the spark plug. Usually they throw him in there about the five-minute mark of the first quarter when things aren't going well. Tonight, it was just like, all right, we'll wait. He, I think he came in about the eight or nine-minute mark of the first quarter. He only played 18 minutes, hit a couple of shots, going two of seven for four points. Coffee played 21 minutes, two of four for eight points. Uh, Norman Powell is another one that always seems to have uh, a, a big night or at least a substantial night. Tonight, he played 26 minutes, uh, seven of 14 from the floor, two of seven from beyond the arc for 18 points. So it's never really all about just one guy. There's always somebody else chipping in. And the good thing is when one of the big guys is having a, a slow night, you can always, almost always count on someone like Terrence Mann or Amir Coffey or Norman Powell, um, Zubats, Tyson Plumley. One of those three guys is going to have a decent night. Tonight it was Plumley and Zubats. They both had double figures. Zubats with 12. Plumley finished with 11. So all in all, it was a night where you could have turned it off earlier and, and, and not really missed much in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that they will take tomorrow off. They'll rest up, get treatment if need be. They'll practice on Friday. And then they have a... Uh, <laughs> a panacea known as the Detroit Pistons coming to crypto.com for a matinee on Saturday. And I think that'll also be nice because they'll have, you know, they'll be out of there by six o'clock. I don't know if the Lakers are playing that night as well. They probably are. Generally that's unless it's a hockey game. Generally that's why uh, there's a matinee because they have another game at night, either the hockey or uh, the Lakers as well. So uh, they'll probably want to finish that game as soon as possible so they can get out, uh, spend some time with their family, go out to dinner, what have you. Then they'll have Sunday off to enjoy the Super Bowl and then a big game on Monday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So uh, we'll talk to you again on Saturday uh, after the Clippers are all rested up and ready to go against the Detroit Pistons. Again, they lose tonight, falling to the Pelicans 117-106, but are now 34-16 and half game out of the lead in the Western Conference and 19 and five on their home floor. Once again, thanks for joining me here on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Have a good night. We'll talk on Saturday.